Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa. Welcome to another episode of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this Xbox podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's Xbox gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were NBA 2K20, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, and of course, Gears 5. Gears 5 is currently sitting at an 85 on Metacritic, and I cannot wait to jump in myself. The games coming out this week are WRC 8 via World Rally Championship, Path of Exile Blight, Trials Rising, Crash and Sunburn, The Walking Dead The Telltale Definitive Series, Grid, Heat Football Pez 2020, NHL 20, Greedfall, NASCAR Heat 4, Tekken 7 Zafina, Blasphemous, Borderlands 3 on the 13th, Ellen, and Light Fairy Tale Episode 1. A quick update for all the Game Pass games in September. On September 5th, we can now play Dead Cells and Metal Gear Solid HD Edition 2 and 3. On September 6th, we can now play Creature in the Well and Gears 5. On September 12th, we can play Enter the Gungeon and Goner Booberry Edition. Now on last week's biggest news stories, and we have 9 to cover this week. Number 1. Gears 5 Connection Issues, The Coalition Prioritizes Connectivity Bugs. Sam Cork at a True Achievements writes, The fifth installment of The Coalition's beloved shooter series has just launched for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which means plenty of us have jumped straight in to start tackling those 68 Gears 5 achievements. Some of us have hit an immediate brick wall though because even the game's campaign requires online connectivity. And that is often with the case with new launches, the connectivity isn't looking too stable. On September 6th, the Coalition Studio tweeted, Our team is working hard on fixes for several issues blocking some users from connecting online, including campaign. You'll see this as, quote, connecting in the bottom right of the main menu. We'll provide updates as we progress towards a solution. At the time of writing this article, which was on September 6th, there's no solid confirmation that the server issues have been fixed, though shortly after the above tweet, the Coalition mentioned that a new server-side update will allow portions of players back in. Though some players halfway through a multiplayer match might get kicked out as a result. Even though hopefully this will all be fixed by the time most of the people play the game, I did want to include this to not discourage those and to give people a heads up before they jump into the biggest and most anticipated Xbox exclusive of the year. Number 2. Gears 5 getting Dave Bautista as playable character later this month. Joseph Noop at IGN writes, Actor and WWE star Dave Bautista has been trying and trying and trying for a long while to get cast in the Far Gears of War movie to little success. Thankfully, Gears 5 seems to have found a compromise. Starting September 15th, just after the WWE Clash of Champions pay-per-view event, you can play as Dave Bautista in Gears 5. The announcement comes straight from Batista's official Twitter account, where the star donned the iconic cog armor, muttered, it's about fucking time, and donned a pair of sunglasses. Gears 5 developer The Coalition released a statement to Bleacher Report earlier today explaining the extent of the Batista's inclusion. Quote, Dave has long been passionate about joining the Gears franchise and we're thrilled to be working in partnership with him to bring the signature WWE style to the game, The Coalition said. The iconic attitude of WWE Batistas will be incorporated into Gears 5 as a multiplayer skin, allowing both Gears and wrestling fans alike to jump into the action as Batista across all multiplayer modes, including Horde, Versus, and Escape. Not being a WWE fan myself, I love Batista from his portrayal of Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers movies. Really cool to see someone who's been so outspoken about being Marcus Phoenix in a Gears of War movie is finally going to get a little bit of his wish and be in the game. Number 5. Gears 5 praised for its accessibility options and inclusiveness. Richard Wakeling at GameSpot writes, Microsoft has recently been striving for more accessibility in games, releasing the Xbox Adaptive Controller last year to give people with disabilities a viable way to play both PC and Xbox games. Gears 5 is the company's biggest game of the year and marks the first in-house production to really focus on being as approachable and as accessible as possible. The Coalition's hard work has certainly paid off. 
Can I Play That, a site dedicated to reviewing video game accessibility options, has awarded Gears 5 a perfect score for including comprehensive options for deaf players and those that are hard of hearing. Quote, readers, you're about to see something I don't think we've ever been able to do before in all of your years of deaf HOH accessibility reviews. Courtney Craven's review says, Well, Follows isn't so much a review as it's a series of look at all the things they've got so very right. Because what they got right is everything. There's not a single thing I can say that needs improving in terms of Gears 5 deaf HOH accessibility. The praise starts with how Gears 5 presents all these options with the first screen in the game letting you toggle subtitles and select text size before any gameplay or cutscenes begin. The subtitles themselves are lauded for being incredibly information inclusive and unique compared to what you typically see in games. Subtitles not only relay spoken dialogue, but also tell you if a character is speaking off camera, like over a radio. Spell out various sound effects and indicate what the speaker sounds like, including the non-speaking noises they make. The most eye-opening aspect of Gears 5 subtitles, however, is the fact that they let you know when the combat music stops. That is something most of us take for granted, with the soothing silence indicating that all the enemies in a combat encounter are dead. Can I play that says that this is the first time a video game has indicated this to deaf HOH players. Again, shout out and credit to Microsoft and their first party studios with their dedication to further accessibility across the industry. More people playing games, more people enjoying games is great and thriving for the industry, the players, and everyone involved. Number four, Smash Bros. character tells players to play Banjo-Kazooie on Xbox. Matt Kim at IGN writes, Although Nintendo and Microsoft are supposed to be rivals in the games industry, you wouldn't know it from the way Smash Bros. creator Masahiro Sakurai talks about Banjo and Kazooie who are joining Super Smash Bros. Ultimate today. In fact, Sakurai is even encouraging players to play Banjo Kazooie on Xbox if they can. During a Nintendo Direct post-show focused solely on the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Sakurai ran down the history of the character Banjo and Kazooie. Quote, as some of you may know, the Banjo Kazooie IP now belongs to Microsoft, Sakurai said during the presentation. Quote, technically they're a rival platform holder. Even so, they were happy for Banjo and Kazooie to join the Super Smash Bros. series. For that, I'm extremely grateful. Rare also welcomed us with open arms, Sakurai revealed. Quote, so if you want to play Banjo and Kazooie today, you can do so on Xbox. I know this is a Nintendo broadcast, but please give the game a try on Xbox. A major Nintendo director encouraging his audience to go play a free game exclusive to a rival platform is a pretty surprising move, but everything feels surprising when it comes to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Again, another thing that I think is great for the industry, the platform holders playing nice, having their characters and IP going on rival platforms, but this the gamers truly win. Number 5. Xbox Insiders start testing the October 2019 Xbox update. Sean Carey at True Retrievements writes, Xbox Insiders are testing out some new features coming to Xbox One consoles that have a large update coming in October. Alpha Skip Ahead and Alpha Testers have already been hands-on with the new improvements, with Beta, Delta, and Omega Preview Testers getting the update in the upcoming weeks and lead up to the full release. One of the main features of the new update is wishlist notifications. The October update will include notifications that will update users when an item in their wishlist is on sale. Mixer is integrating further with the console. Mixer is being built right into the dashboard, meaning viewers won't have to tab over to the separate app to view their favorite streamers. Improvements have been made to the recent players feature, allowing players to connect with people they've met online quicker and easier. Game capture is becoming more flexible with the update that gives players more control over their game capture experience. The quote, allow game captures setting has a couple more options over what captures can be taken. Players can choose from captures by me, captures by me or games, or don't capture. There are a few more features including a recommended Game Pass title feature that allows players to recommend their favorite Game Pass games to their buddies, as well as some improvements regarding background game updates. The update required screen will be seen less frequently when launching a game thanks to the update. Nothing crazy, but it's all the little things in these updates that start to build into a bigger, better, thriving ecosystem for the Xbox gamer. 
Number 6. Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer is now confirmed to be in development. Alicia Judge at IGN writes, CD Projekt Red has confirmed that Cyberpunk 2077 will get a multiplayer mode sometimes post-launch, putting to bed years of reports that it's been in research and development. Cyberpunk 2077 will launch in April with a single-player campaign only, but the studio announced on Twitter that a multiplayer mode will be added further down the line. Well, as we're getting closer to launching single-player Cyberpunk 2077 in April 2020, we'd like to confirm that the multiplayer is in the works, it said. The plan for now is to deliver Cyberpunk 2077 in April, then follow up with the DLCs, which are free, and single-player content, and once we're done, invite you for some multiplayer action. The post links to CD Projekt Red's recruitment page where 8 jobs for multiplayer team are listed, suggesting the mode is in very early stages. Roles include a design director, game designer, and a senior gameplay programmer. In my opinion, CD Projekt Red would be wise to do similar things to Grand Theft Auto Online, giving players so much freedom in their giant open world sandbox that they've created for all sorts of cooperative and competitive fun and action. Although I would temper everyone's expectations when they should expect to play this. Even though the game is slated to come out in April 2020, I still think there's a good chance that could be delayed. In addition, it probably would take about a year for all the single player DC to come out. We might not actually play Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer to about 2022. Number 7. Double Fine may no longer publish games following Microsoft acquisition. Richard Wakeling in GameSpot writes, Double Fine has developed a veritable bucket load of games since Tim Schafer founded the studio back in 2000. From Brutal Legend to Iron Brigade, Broken Age, and the upcoming Psychonauts 2 to just name a few, in 2014 the studio branched out and started a publishing arm. As a way to help indie developers provide their games with more exposure, with Double Fine taking a cut of the revenue in return. This might not happen for too much longer, however. Microsoft acquired the studio earlier this year, potentially rendering the Double Fine Presents label redundant. How Double Fine Presents will evolve is kind of an unknown, Schaefer said in a recent interview with Destructoid, but it doesn't make sense to do exactly the kind of publishing stuff if we can't do it like if the platforms are limited. From a business sense, I don't know if it would structurally make sense to have a publisher within another publisher, it's a complicated issue. Despite this, Schaefer expressed the desire to continue helping indie devs in any way they can. But if you go back to why Double Fine Presents existed, a lot of it came because there's so many games and it's really hard for any individual game now to get a lot of attention for itself, Schaefer explained. We've been through a lot of deals, seen how they happen, how platform holders operate, how the press works, all these different things that maybe a first time indie dev doesn't know about. We thought we could help them with that and kind of pick our favorite games and give more exposure. Whether or not we're still hands-on publishing those games ourselves, we can still be fulfilling that mission of us just helping indie devs, even though we're a part of Microsoft. To Microsoft's credit, Xbox Studios boss Matt Booty said the company would consider allowing some of its studios to release games on competing consoles on a case-by-case basis. When asked directly if Microsoft would allow Double Fine to release future titles on platforms that compete with Xbox, Booty replied, Yeah, I think we would. Given how gamer-first Microsoft and Xbox have been, I imagine they will find some way to work with Double Fine so that they continue to do what they like by helping smaller game devs bring their dreams and games to fruition. Number 8. Celeste's Farewell DLC launches next week. ONS Good at Polygon writes, Celeste's free DLC chapter The Long-Awaited Farewell's Levels arrives on Monday, September 9th. It's also a farewell of sorts to the studio name behind the challenging platformer. Creator Matt Thorson and his colleagues have established a studio under a new name called Extremely Elka Games, requiring the Matt Makes Games label that had published Celeste. Wanted to throw this in there as Celeste was one of the best games that I played last year. I'm not usually into platformers, but this one was different. I had a very touching story about a girl struggling with anxiety. Highly recommend everyone go play it. And number 9, Return of the Oberdin comes to Xbox One this fall. Heidi Nicholas, a true achievements, writes, Lucas Pope's mystery game Return of the Oberdin released onto PC last year to wide acclaim. This fall, the game is coming to Xbox One, giving console players the chance to uncover what happened to the Oberdin. Short little news story, but I wanted to highlight this game as it's always had such a cool and unique art style. I highly recommend going to check out videos. And a lot of people had this on their Game of the Year list last year. Can't wait to play it myself on Xbox One. As always, we end the show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one, with the Gears 5 release, is another one for the Gears 
Gears franchise. Credit again LukeLuby on TheGamer.com. Not exactly Earth. With all the real-world allegories, you'd think that the game series takes place on a fictionalized version of Earth, such as the Gitmo allegory and power supplies being a cause of war, and you'd be right to a small extent. However, Gears actually takes place on Sarah, a planet that's pretty different from Earth in a few ways. While Sarah has a lot in common with Earth, such as fresh water, salt water, and breathable air, there's also the extreme differences that are actually natural phenomena, and not actually evolutionary mutations that took place over time. So you'd be half correct in guessing that the locusts are an alien race, but they've been an alien race natural to the planet who just happened to have preferred living underground with massive worms. And here I was thinking that Marcus had a girlfriend named Sarah. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, leave a review, share it with your friends, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I started playing Life is Strange Season 2 Episode 4, and I've begun going back through Gears of War 4, playing it with my friend who's playing it for the first time. Can't wait to finish that and hop into Gears 5. My name is Brandon Rosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Rosa93. I hope you all have a great week, and keep on gaming.